Hey guys, welcome to the Warrior Families Podcast. Today we're going to be talking about four ways that God may be speaking to you, some of which maybe you haven't noticed before, thought about before. So to start off, I want to tell you about an experience I had a couple of nights ago. It helped me clarify how God speaks to me, and I hope it will help you see some ways in which maybe you can hear His voice and know how to find the work that He has given you with your unique gifts and talents and circumstances and interests and opportunities and things like that. So before I tell you the experience from last night, I need to give you a little background by sharing a couple of experiences that happened before this, and each of them shows a different avenue for how God may speak to us. So the first experience happened while I was at the pool with my kids. I was watching them do tricks and laugh and play, and all of a sudden, I don't know where this thought came, what about the kids who age out of the orphanage? What about those who turn 18 and don't have family to go to or career options or a way to continue their education? What happens to them? What do they do? And in my short, limited experience from what I've seen, sometimes these older kids will stay at the orphanage and work in different ways if they want to stay with their siblings, if they have siblings that still live there, or they go work somewhere nearby. And of course, my time is very limited and I haven't seen where a lot of them go, but I did think about these kids whom I know and what they've been doing and where they are. And I thought, you know, there's not a lot of future for them in that. They stay together for a while, but then what do they do? Um, They don't really have a career or plan for how to keep going. So then, just as quickly, the second thought came. It was, what if we use this land that we're purchasing in Mexico to make like a career center and home for these kids? Uh, We have access to the Pathway Connect program, and that teaches kids how to speak English so that they can then begin the Pathways program that gives them certificates and different career opportunities and things that they can do. And we could also hire people from the community there to teach these kids different trades that they may be interested in. They could also start providing for themselves and their siblings by working for us at the ropes course, the mini golf course or on the farm and be learning different skills in that way as well. And we could have a little school for their siblings that they didn't have to be separated while these older kids studied. They could still stay together. So it was one of those moments, and I don't know if you have times like this, but it kind of feels like time stands still for a moment, and you just kind of sit there, things kind of fade into the background, and you're processing this new idea that you hadn't considered before. I think, for me anyway, this is one indication that the Lord is sending down inspiration to me. I kind of just tend to remember where I was standing or sitting and other thoughts kind of fade into the background and I just sit and process these new ideas. So when I got home, I mentioned this idea to my husband, Bill, and he was really on board with it, which was really cool because he hasn't been as excited about running an orphanage or some of the things involved with that. But when he thought about a career center, he just thought that was a really cool thing to be able to help these kids really grow into their potential and do what they're you know, meant to do. And so that was really cool because sometimes it feels like, okay, how are we going to reconcile these two different dreams that we have into something that we can both be excited about? But I think God is leading us baby step by baby step into making that happen. And that was really cool. And then a second experience happened about a week ago. And this one shows that God can inspire us through the experiences that other people share with us. So there's this young man who was at the orphanage on the first time that we went. I haven't seen him at the orphanage since then because he ran away. But that first time we went, we spent the week with him. And I was really impressed by him. He's really sweet, really honest, kind young man. And 
he found me on Facebook a few months ago. So he called me and we got talking and he kind of caught me up on what was going on, why he ran away and what he'd done a little bit after that. And then since then we messaged back and forth every once in a while. But then he called me last week and somehow we got into the topic of what he did after he left and how that was a really scary time for him because his mom had died, his dad was an addict, and he wasn't sure if his brothers would take him back because he had run away or people would come and find him. So he was living on his own and he didn't really like what he had to do in order to survive. And so he was feeling really bad about himself. He felt like a fugitive and like no one wanted him and that this world would be better off if he wasn't in it. And so he was sitting on a bench one night with a gun in his hand, thinking these thoughts. And this man walked in front of him and he was blind. He could tell by his dark glasses and this cane. And so this young man said to the blind man, can I help you with anything? And this blind man said, no, I'm okay. But then he came and he sat next to the young man. And as he was sitting there, he said, you know, you should be really grateful that you can see the stars and that you can see the moon. And this young man said to this man, how do you find the will to live when you can't see? And this man said, well, every day is a gift from God. You only get to live this life once and every day is a gift. And so I just try to be grateful for every day that I get to be on earth. And they talked a little bit longer and the man left. And this young man said he sat there and he thought and thought about these words. He decided he didn't want to throw this one life away. He wanted to do something with it. So shortly after, he went and decided to try his brothers and um, figure out some things with them. And they took him in. And he says that now he is free and happy and he has family. And he's really glad that he's still here. And so am I. And this experience hit me, well, for obvious reasons. But also it made me ponder on the fact that God puts people in our lives at the right time and in the right places for a purpose. And we may never know what that purpose is in the people that we touch or their lives we come in contact with. But if we are connected to him and we see people as they are, then we are more apt to use that time well that we have with these people. And so I know that I've met these children at the orphanage for a purpose. I know there's something I'm supposed to do with it. And everybody that comes has this privilege and has this opportunity to figure out, you know, what does this mean for me? And with anyone that we get the opportunity and privilege to know, there may be a call that comes to us through them that we feel like, what can, what can I do to help? And so I've been placed in a path with many young men who I want to see succeed in life. And I want them to have opportunities to make a difference for good in the world because they are so good and they have so much potential to do so much good. And I want them to, to be happy and find joy in that. So that is something else to consider as we, cons- as we think about our life work. Like, why... Have I had the experiences I've had and what can I do with them? And the people that I know and what can I do for them? And then a third, less dramatic experience, but that still sets the background for this last experience I'm going to share with you. And this happened on my son's birthday party. At the end of it, some moms came and sat with me on the picnic blanket and we got talking. And one of the moms asked me what my goal or what my purpose was for having this school, Find Your Path Academy, the online program and the in-person Provo program, why was I doing it? And so I explained to her, and I hadn't really thought about this before until I was saying it. So I guess this experience is valuable in that it can teach us to be willing to discuss things with people 
often as we speak, inspiration will come into our hearts. So raising our hand in class or sharing something um, can be a really neat way to receive the inspiration we need. And so I told her that besides the fact that I know that children have all of this potential that is largely untapped because of the way we usually educate our children and that I want to see, I want to help people see a better way that will naturally grow them and their kids into who they're meant to be. I also felt that a great motivating force behind all of this was the fact our education isn't about us. It's about how we can use our gifts to make this world a better place for those that we love and others. And a huge way that we're able to see that is by connecting with people who have different experiences than we have, who have seen life in a different way, and who have suffered in a different way than we have suffered. It gives us a new kind of empathy and love that maybe we hadn't experienced before. And I've seen this many times on service trips, how that connection just lifts everybody involved. Need. So as she asked this question, I said, well, I feel like I'm supposed to help strengthen families here, but also out in Mexico, and then connect the two because we have so much to learn from them and their experiences, and they have, and we have things that we can offer them as well. And this connection is really valuable to both sides, right? I've seen people from here in the U.S. who have struggled with anxiety or depression for a long time, and several of these people who come and serve at the orphanage, and they've told me, like, for the first time in a long time, I feel calm and peaceful and happy as I'm getting to love and know these kids. And I've seen the countenance change in these kids as they feel loved and as they feel cared about and what that does in, in their behavior as well as how they interact and how they smile and feel. So I told her that I felt like a big part of my work was to establish a bridge between the two groups of people. And as I said it, I felt in my heart that it was true. So with that background, I'm not going to share what happened the other night, and it will make a little bit more sense to you. And this last experience exemplifies how God can speak to us through scripture and prophets and even lead us to people who have the words that we need to hear. So during Sunday school on Sunday morning, we were talking about Saul and his problem with obedience sometimes. And we read that scripture that says that to obey is better than to sacrifice. And again, as that was read, kind of things faded in the background, and I had this thought. I remembered that several times I have felt prompted to go out to Mexico this winter and prepare this place, prepare this school, get started on the plans and on getting it ready to move forward in this work and to get my kids out there and stay for a few months to, to make this happen. And I thought, I'm not being very obedient to that thought, um, I've just, there's so many roadblocks to it and it kind of just, I've just kind of put it in the background because I wasn't sure how to make it happen. But when, when he said this, obedience is better than to sacrifice, these thoughts came into my mind and, and because of the way they felt and they kind of stuck in my mind, I decided to bring it up at dinner. So I brought it up at dinner. I shared some of these thoughts with my family and not everybody's response was very positive. Some of the kids were like, okay, yeah, we'll, we'll pray about it because I asked them to, to consider and to pray about it and to let me know some of their thoughts. And um, a few of them were like, okay. And there was a few that were like, but what about this? And what about this? And missing, I'm going to miss this and I'm not going to get to do this performance. And there's just a lot of worries and concerns and tears. And I wasn't sure what to do or what to say. And, you know, even my husband was worried. He's like, I, I don't want you to take the kids for that long, you know, and there was just a lot of, um, hurt feelings all around. 
And I wasn't, I just kind of, I tried to answer some of their concerns, but I think instead of appeasing them, I just made them feel like they weren't being heard. And so I was feeling a little discouraged that evening as I was getting ready for bed. And even as we were putting the kids to bed, one of them was in tears. And and this child, you should know, is a very, is a personality that is very direct. Like most of my kids wouldn't talk to me this way, but he, he has this very direct with words kind of personality. And he said, I feel like this is kind of selfish because, you know, what about our our dream. You're just talking about your dreams and what you want to do. And so anyway, I I went to bed feeling kind of down and I just said to Heavenly Father, I need to have this be very clear because I felt a lot of inspiration, but what if it's just me? And is this really from you? I need to know if I'm going to ask these people to make this sacrifice that's going to be so hard. And so I laid there and I couldn't quite sleep. So I thought, well, I'll listen to a podcast because the Unshaken podcast usually helps me kind of just get calm and put it, get in a place where I can rest. So I, I was about to turn it on, but then I felt directed more to this other podcast called Faith Matters that I haven't listened to in a long time. But I just clicked it, and I was scrolling down some of the titles, and there was one that was called Faith in Action. And that one drew me in. I thought, that's, that's what I'm trying to have. So I, I played that one, and it was about these two women who had been helping out in Ukraine. And they said several things that was well, kind of interesting because I was kind of sleeping in and out. But there, when I would wake up, I would hear these things that were so pertinent to me. And one of the ladies said, God is our father and he is the father of all humankind. And so I've always had this feeling of being connected to people within and outside our faith. And I just felt that I had to do something to help. It was wonderful to me to be able to live these baptismal covenants in a way I hadn't been able to live before. One of the purposes of life is to build a bridge and to make sure that if there's something that there's a lot of in one country, we find a way to share it. And of course, this word bridge hit me because I had just used that same word when I was explaining um, to this mom what I felt I needed to do. And I know that God knew that that word would speak to my heart. And so it was a really confirming feeling for me to hear her say those words. They also talked about how we often go to church and we theorize about the gospel and we talk about how to live it. But unless we go out and actually put those things into physical action by helping those who are in need, it's really hard to actually be living the gospel. They also mentioned a talk by Henry B. Eyring about how God speaks to us through our sympathies. And so I tried to find that talk, and I finally found it. It was called Opportunities to Do Good. And what I, what I read in it was really helpful because, of course, I was feeling this mom guilt about how my kids were sad, and I was making them sad, and I didn't want to do that. But in it, he says, Wise parents see in every need of others a way to bring blessings into the lives of their sons and daughters. They spread joy over generations. The Lord's way of caring for the needy provides another opportunity for parents to bless their children. Draw your family into the work with you so they can learn to care for each other as they care for others. Your sons and daughters who work with you to serve others in need will be more likely to help each other when they are in need. Another really helpful thing I read was when he said this, God loves his children in need and also those who want to help. And he has created ways to bless both those who need help, and those who will give it. He has invited his children to consecrate their time, their means, and themselves to join with him in serving others. He has invited and commanded us to participate in his work, to lift those in need. 
we make a covenant to do that in the waters of baptism and in the holy temples of God. The Lord regularly sends wake-up calls to all of us. Sometimes it may be a sudden feeling of sympathy for someone in need. Volunteers who felt this feeling turned their feelings of sympathy into a decision to act on their covenants. I have seen the blessings that come to the person in need who receives help and the person who seizes the opportunity to give it. This also struck me because I have felt a lot of this divine sympathy for these children that I love in Mexico. I so want to see them succeed. I so want them to understand who they are and that they're not alone. And I don't think those feelings are in my heart for no reason. I think God wants me to act on them. And so remembering this and seeing that this is a way that God speaks to me was also a really empowering thought. And I asked my kids the same question the next day. I said, what sympathies have you felt? Or what is a call that you felt in your life when you notice someone and you want to do something for them? And several of them mentioned the kids at the orphanage and how they wanted to help. And so this got us into a discussion about what we can do. And my daughter suggested that we all sacrifice something in order to be able to get an answer and a united answer as a family. And so we'll reach that as something that we could give up this week so that we could all start to get answers to what we need to do and what our call can be, the things that we can work on together to follow these feelings of sympathy that we've been feeling. So even though I didn't get like some kind of dream or vision so that I could be sure, God sent me words of people who had had experiences, words in scripture like I heard in Sunday school, and words of prophets that were coded in this podcast to continue to lead and guide me. And I know that He will do the same for you. So I hope these words were helpful. I hope that it's given you some thoughts to ponder and maybe helped you think about some ways that God may have already been speaking to you that maybe you hadn't noticed before. I know He speaks to us consistently. And it's our job to kind of start to notice Notice the things around us that are testifying of Him and helping us see the way for us to continue to move forward on that path. Hey, thanks so much for listening. Will you please rate, subscribe, and share this podcast with your friends so that we can grow this warrior family movement and encourage one another in using our unique gifts in the fight for good. And if you'd like to know more about the Warrior Journey program, the events, the school, or any other resources, please visit awarriereducation.com. And I'll see you there.